What's going on, people? Welcome back to the Sports Gamble Ramble. SGR 115 here as we continue to move through Super Bowl week and get closer to the big showdown on Sunday. My Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this is our game props episode for Super Bowl 57. Uh, today we are going to be breaking down um, not player-specific props. That's going to be on the next episode. And not those crazy, wacky, exotic props that we did on the last time. But this is going to be stuff like, I don't know, team total sacks over-unders. Um, first play of the game, runner pass. Uh, the first prop we're going to get into is whether or not the opening kickoff will be in uh, a touchback. You know, there's some cool stuff in here over under number of fourth down conversions in the game team with the longest drive on time of possession. We're going to break into or get into, excuse me, all of that shit throughout this episode. I've got over like 20, 25 props here. I'm going to try and get through these quickly. I can be long winded and these episodes can run long. We've only got three days, four days until the big game, whatever it is. I'm tired of doing math at this point in the week. So we're going to try and make this uh, as smooth as an, smooth and as efficient as possible if I can figure out how to talk today. Going on about five hours of sleep. It's been a real grind this week. But let's just dive into the game props here. Super Bowl 57, I've got a bunch of angles that I want to point out for you guys. And I already kind of teased it, not wasting any time. First prop that we're getting into on this episode. And this is one that I bet every single year. This historically has been a very strong trend. Um, the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl, uh, historically, you know, it's a safe bet to take no touchback here. So that's what I'm going with. I was really surprised to see that for this opening kickoff to be a touchback is favored pretty heavily here. I was able to get a price of no touchback opening kickoff at plus 148. If you want to get more specific, the Chiefs first kickoff no touchback is plus 136. And I really think that that's that's a safer bet out of the the kick returners in this game. Pacheco more likely to take a touchback in my opinion. Sky Moore is going to return it for the Chiefs. And then the Eagles, it's going to be going to Boston Scott and he's been having a really good year on returns. So I'd be surprised if Boston Scott um, were to kneel this in the end zone. Another big angle to this, 28 of the last 31 opening kickoffs have been uh, not a touchback in the Super Bowl. The reason for this, uh, this news is out there. It's a trend that gets talked about annually, and I'll bet it annually for this reason. The Super Bowl, um, the opening kickoff ball, it's not like broken in. It's not a, a kicker broken in ball that they get to like warm up with. It's fresh out of the box. You set it down on the tee, you kick it, and then uh, right after that play, it goes to the Hall of Fame. That the, the kickoff ball for the Super Bowl is used for one play, that kickoff, and then it's not used again the rest of the game. And the big part of this, it's not warmed up. This ball isn't broken in, so it's not going to be as like flexible and as bouncy. You're not going to get as great of a, of a blast off of the ball at the point of impact. And that's going to cause the ball to travel shorter. Um, on top of that, last angle to this already lengthy prop breakdown is that these returners more likely to take it out of the end zone with that opening um, of the Super Bowl, kind of looking to start it off with a big return. You know, it's an emotional thing. It's their chance to kick off the Super Bowl and get their team off with some strong momentum going early. So all of those factors, I play this every year, and I was really surprised to see this as not only an underdog, but a plus 148 dog on the first kickoff to not be a touchback in the Super Bowl. 
So it's going to be impossible to go exactly chronologically throughout this episode, but I've done my best to kind of make an order here that makes sense of bets that we're going to be looking for early in the game versus bets that you're going to be riding out throughout the entire game or broadcast. So um, <clears throat> let's start it off with a couple of like first play prop. Uh, first one that I got here for you guys, first play of the game, pass or run. Run is favored at minus 120, pass is minus 105. I'm actually going with pass in this one. Um, I just think that uh, out of all the Eagles games I've watched this year, um, we usually start out with like a quick, short to intermediate throw to A.J. Brown. That's like really consistently been our first offensive play of the game. I've noticed it, especially in the last two playoff games, Pretty sure that our first play of the game was like a uh, in route or a hitch to A.J. Brown. Just get the ball in his hands right away. Maybe get the chain moving if we can get it over 10 yards there. That's why I didn't play on the Eagles' uh, first completion under 9.5 yards. I was considering it. I've got some other stuff in that ballpark. But uh, I think that whatever team starts, whether it's the Eagles, which I just mentioned, or if the Chiefs get the ball first, I think that um, the idea is maybe slow down the Eagles pass rush and start working the underneath short, quick passing game early. So I like both these teams to call a uh, short, quick pass with their first play call. So I'm taking pass at minus 105. And to parlay that into you know our next prop bet here, more specifically, Eagles first play pass plus 100. I like that as well. I feel more confident in that than I do in the first play overall, because again, I feel more confident confident that the Eagles will call a pass to start the game than the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs, if they do hand it off, less surprising to me. So you can get the Eagles first play as a pass at even money plus 100. And then to take that a step further on a similar angle, I just told you guys, we like to start it off with a short quick pass to AJ Brown. You can get um, the first Eagle with a reception in the game. AJ Brown is the favorite, but you're getting him at plus odds at plus 125. Um, second place in this, I believe Devontae Smith was plus 175 and everybody else you can get at plus 300 or more. The Chiefs, on the other hand, on that prop, Travis Kelsey is the favorite at around similar odds. I think that AJ Brown is the 125 range. And then it shoots way up to like McKinnon and a bunch of guys at plus 550. I don't have a play on that. I think I would Maybe look at McKinnon plus 550 if you want to take something on the Chiefs side. Um, it could always be something random like Marquez Valdez scaling. I'm not as locked in on the Chiefs as I am on the Eagles. But I just gave out a couple of props here on how I think that the Eagles offensive game plan will start at least initially. Um, so a couple of first plays and first reception props there. Also just teased a little bit here. I mentioned the Eagles line for first completion. Some books 10 and a half, some books nine and a half. The Chiefs, however, first completion. I'm seeing stagnant at nine and a half across the board, minus 110. And I do like under nine and a half for the Chiefs. Uh, first pass completion. The reason that I was hesitant about the Eagles, like I said, if that A.J. Brown route goes 9, 10 yards and then he's able to get 2, 3 yards after the catch and we make that for you know 12 or so, I'm not surprised necessarily. The Chiefs, on the other hand, I think they will go 
to the the very quick passing game, um, something like an, an immediate three-step drop to get the ball out of Mahomes' um, hands. And I think that if it's not there right away, a check down to McKinnon is very possible. That's why I kind of teased that McKinnon first reception plus 550 right there as well. So I think, again, neutralize the Eagles' pass rush, get the ball out of Mahomes' uh, hands quickly, get an... Um, excuse me, underneath uh, perimeter playmaker involved early, try and catch up some yards or pick up some yards after the catch and um, get the get the ball rolling here for the offense, I, I think is the plan. So Chiefs first completion under nine and a half. Another prop that I like here that you can look for early in the game is for the first score of the game to be under 19 and a half yards at minus 110. I saw this line varying on a few books. I saw this at 21 and a half, 20 and a half, and 19 and a half while searching around. And yeah, um, first score of the game under 19 and a half yards. <clears throat> first off, these are two very good offenses. I think they'll be able to move the ball. I'm leaning towards the over in this game. It's at 50 and a half. I've seen 51s out there. Uh, again, you know, make sure you shop around for these lines, guys, because they are fluctuating throughout the week. I saw the over under open at 49, and we're now looking at 50s and 50 and a halfs and 51s here. I'm on bet stamp right now searching. And again, half my books, 50 and a half, half my books are 51. Um, so I lean towards it being a higher score game. I lean towards the offenses being able to move the ball. And then um, as far as the, the, you see, this isn't first touchdown, it's first score. So you can get fucked on a field goal here, but I just feel like both teams are going to be more inclined to be aggressive on fourth downs. Uh, both teams are going to know that there's going to be pressure to score in this game. And then once you get down into that territory, again, like if it's a decision to go for it on fourth and three or kick a field goal, I think both these teams will go for it. And once you get inside that 20 yard line, um, these teams uh, both incredibly efficient in the red zone. Um, Eagles rank third in red zone offense this year. Chiefs rank first. Uh, so I do think that it's more likely that the first score of this game is a touchdown based on how some of the other props are juiced out, implying that. And I think that both these teams are capable enough to like sustain drives and uh, move down the field in chunks rather than having to depend on a big play. If there's a big play along score touchdown in this game, sure, definitely possible. But I think the, the likelihood of that coming on the first touchdown as opposed to it maybe um, taking a little bit of time getting into the game plan, wait for something to bust open randomly as, as we progress, I think that makes more sense. So first score under 19.5 minus 110 is that pick. This next one I am uh, staring at and liking more and more as we get closer to kickoff. Um, team to call the first timeout of the game. I've got Chiefs, minus 114. They're slightly favored, but nothing crazy. I got Eagles at minus 106, slightly underdog there. Um, <clears throat> as a guy that has watched Andy Reid almost his entire coaching career, 14 years in Philly, 10 years in Kansas City, I'm 29 years old, do the math. Um, the guy doesn't really value timeouts. Actually, I would say one of, if not the biggest knock on Andy Reid as a head coach has been, um, like time management stuff late in games and <clears throat> like the timeout management and the, and the coaches challenge management, both sides of those things have been skeptical and the timeouts big time. Ask anybody that pays attention to the chiefs or Andy Reid in general timeouts, I could see the Chiefs having to blow one in the first quarter here. 
uh, potentially, and they're not afraid to do it too. They're so good at that uh, two-minute drill that I, I don't think they necessarily worry that much about saving their timeouts for a two-minute drill if they need to burn one to get organized or maybe they don't see a defensive look that they like on a crucial third down in the first half. So I really like that. Chiefs to score the first touchdown, minus 114. And in a similar, <clears throat> similar angle here, um, we're going to take the result of the first coach's challenge to be upheld. I'm on a couple different books. I mean, I'm a, that's understating it. I'm on multiple books here as I'm scouring around for these lines this week. I originally had first coach's challenge upheld at minus 129. And doing some last-minute digging, I found this at even money, available at plus 100 odds. So I really like that. I think that um, Andy Reid, again, not a good track record of uh, challenges. And Sirianni, <clears throat> honestly, not that aggressive with challenges. Um, <clears throat> to talk about his record, I don't necessarily have the numbers on the top of my head. Um, I just think it's a situation where uh, maybe these coaches are more aggressive with their challenges considering it is a Super Bowl, and maybe these refs are a little bit more conservative to overturn something without like clear cut video evidence. So I just, I've seen this trend work out in the past. I noticed the uh, discrepancy in the numbers here a fluctuation of a mon minus 129 favorite versus a plus 100 even money. Um, it jumped off the page to me. So, first coach's challenge upheld by the referees, plus 100. Next prop we're going to discuss here. I'm going with the Eagles second quarter team total over seven and a half points at plus 125. Little surprise to be getting positive money on this. The Eagles all season have been blowing teams away in the second quarter. And, you know, I can't guarantee that this is going to be 24-7 at halftime like a lot of our games against, you know, inferior regular season opponents has gone. But I'll say that the Eagles have had no trouble getting their first half offense going so far in the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> I saw on one book here, and I'm really upset at myself that I couldn't find it. Again, just juggling so many different pages here, guys. Um, I saw one book that had Eagles to score a second quarter touchdown favored, and favored by quite a bit. It was in like the minus 150 to minus 175 range. Really wish I could remember that exact number for you guys, but if the Eagles are favored and relatively confidently favored to score a touchdown in the second quarter, this prop suggests that that touchdown would be their only score of the second quarter. And with this offense against a Chiefs defense that doesn't scare me in a game with a high over-under that I project to be on the higher scoring side, and a team that has done nothing but put up huge margins in the second quarter of games all year. I love that we're getting this at plus money. The Eagles to score at least eight points in the second quarter at plus 125. I've got two more Eagles props here for you, and then we'll jump over to the Chiefs. Um, first off, team with the longest drive of the game. And it's important to read the fine print on some of these props because I found that you can bet the longest drive in a couple different ways. You can bet longest drive on yards traveled down the field. You can also um, bet longest drive on number of plays of the drive. And you can bet longest drive on uh, time of possession. This bet is on time of possession. The Eagles to have the longest drive on time of possession at minus 116 odds. 
both these teams very good offenses who are capable of sustaining drives but at the end of the day the team that's better at staying ahead of the sticks in the run game is philly and the team that is just dominant at bleeding clock in the second half of games and being able to sustain long physical grind it out we're gonna run the ball down your fucking throat drives is the philadelphia eagles they're the team in the nfl that's best at that and it may be what they are best at as a team so i think that at some point in this game whether it's to bleed clock and and nurse a fourth quarter lead or whether it's just to establish dominance in the first half and, and keep mahomes off the field the Eagles are going to have the longest drive of this game by time of possession. The odds are minus 116, and I feel pretty good about that one. And then uh, we got another, we got a, a twofer here on Eagles. These are sack props. Uh, I've talked at nauseum this season and over the past week or so, especially surrounding that 49ers game. I mean, that, that 49ers episode was basically a 45-minute episode on how dominant the Eagles' pass rush is. And look what happened. We broke two of their fucking quarterbacks in the first half of that game. The amount of bitching, by the way, quick sidecar here, the amount of bitching by the 49ers and their fans and their even their players are bitching in the media all week. Oh, if we didn't get so unlucky, if there weren't these unfortunate circumstances. You know what? You, not being able to block a pass rusher is not unlucky. I'm sorry. I'm fucking done with it. But, I mean, back back to the point here. The Eagles' pass rush was so fucking dominant. We've seen it against Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy and whoever else has been playing quarterback against us, not only in the playoffs but in the regular season. This team is just two sacks away from the all-time record for a single season. Playoffs and regular season included. They, they're going to break the record most likely. My bet here is for them to do that. Over Philadelphia Eagles uh, team sacks, two and a half over minus 140. You can also get team with the most sacks in this game, Philadelphia at minus 131. Love that for multiple reasons. Again, this Eagles team, uh, most sacks in um in the league this year by a margin of almost 20 different sacks the eagles the gap between the eagles and the second best team in pass um in pressure rate quarterback pressure rate this season the gap between the eagles at number one and the patriots at number two is bigger than the gap between the patriots at two and the Bengals at 29. That's how dominant this Eagles pass rush is. Hassan Reddick has 19 and a half sacks. He had two last week. Um, yeah, let's not go on too far of a tangent. The Eagles pass rush is dominant, and Mahomes is good at getting rid of the ball, but we also saw, you know, with the season on the line, having to hold on to the ball and create plays for himself against the Bucks a couple years ago, it, just getting walloped by that pass rush. The uh, weak link for the Chiefs offensive line is their right tackle, Andrew Wiley, and that's where Hassan Reddick lines up. So uh, Reddick will be mentioned on the player props episode tomorrow, um, but it, I, I really think that our pass rush will be able to get to Mahomes at least three times here. And then on the flip side, you know, the Eagles to have more sacks than the Chiefs, the Eagles O-line is just so good at protecting Hurts, and Hurts doesn't really take unnecessary uh, sacks. Neither does Mahomes on the flip side, uh, just to be fully uh, transparent here. Um, but the Eagles 
I don't think they give up many sacks. I don't think that this Chiefs pass rush is nearly as good as the Eagles, so I'm not as worried about it. Chris Jones, very good player, nominee for Defensive Player of the Year. Frank Clark, above average, good player, not on the same tier as Chris Jones or some of the pass rushers on the Eagles, I would say. I'm not worried about Frank Clark. We've neutralized better edge rushers than him for the last uh, three years. Um, Lane Johnson doesn't give up sacks. Jordan Mailata, very good player uh, at the left tackle positions. And, um, yeah, Chris Jones, it's just we haven't really been able to be disrupted by a stud pass rusher taking the game over because our O-line is just so solid across the board. So I like the Eagles to go over two and a half sacks, and I like them to have more sacks than the Chiefs at minus 140 and minus 131 odds, respectively. Going over to the Chiefs side of the ball, uh, we're going to fade their offense a little bit here again. I just think that the Eagles' defense is so good. Will the Chiefs be able to put up some points in this game? Yeah, possibly. I I don't want to totally discredit them. Um, But I've got a couple of props where I do think we'll be able to take advantage of the Eagles' D here. Uh, Chiefs over 3.5 punts, minus 115. Little bit of juice favored here, uh, over minus 115, under minus 105. While the Eagles' line for 3.5 punts is set at minus 110 both ways. That little bit of juice was enough to kind of get my ears perked up here. I think that with that pass rush by Philadelphia, if the Chiefs aren't able to um, convert some of their third downs, there's a chance that maybe the pass rush gets there, moves them uh, back into deep territory where they'll have to punt a few times. So I think that one is definitely achievable. And again, with the fact that I think that the Chiefs will, the Chiefs first off are favored to punt more times than the Eagles. Second off, I think the Eagles win. Third, I just talked about how I think that the Chiefs will punt a few times. I'm going with the team with the most punts. This is a three-way line, okay? You can take the team with the most punts, Chiefs, Eagles or neither, which is in a situation where neither team punts or they tie, right? I'm going to take the Chiefs here, uh, plus 130 odds, Um, like that for the same logic, right? I just think our pass rush will put Mahomes in a couple of uh, situations where they're going to have to kick it away a few times, whereas the Eagles are just so good at Again, like not really putting themselves in that spot. Offensive holding lines or offensive holding calls can always fuck you. Um, But as far as like the potential to give up sacks and find ourselves in like a second or third and 20, I see that more likely for the Chiefs, not the Eagles. And then I got another one here where we're taking an under on the Chiefs. And I got a, I did a little bit of uh, snooping around for this one. And it's a little bit of a correlated result here. So I'm actually taking the Chiefs total rushing touchdowns under uh, 0.5. They're not going to score a rushing touchdown. That's what I'm betting. The Chiefs won't have a rushing touchdown. The under is plus 115. The over is minus 140. And... I think I might have found this at better odds as well. I want to say I saw 125, 126 out there. So Chiefs did not have a rushing touchdown. I'm officially calling an audible plus 126. Um, And the reason that really put me onto this, first off, I think that uh, with all the motion-y, gadget-y stuff that the Chiefs do in the red zone and at the goal line with all those tap passes and the screens and the shovel passes – there's a potential where, you know, their running backs are undersized, too. These are not big, thumping goal line backs. 
And they don't like to do the quarterback sneak with Mahomes because he injured his knee on it two years ago. So they do like to pass around the goal line. I mentioned they're first in uh, red zone scoring offense this year. Um, the Eagles, I think they're just too big up front. Uh, our defensive line and our goal line package is going to have Jordan Davis, Linval Joseph, and Dominican Sue, Javon Hargrave, and Fletcher Cox, and Brandon Graham all lined up there. I mean, it just path of least resistance. I think you try and pass there. And again, I noticed something here that really kind of perked my ears up. Um, there's a prop out there for both teams to rush for a touchdown in this game. The yes is plus 125, and the no is minus 165. Let me repeat that. For both teams to score a rushing touchdown <clears throat> in this game, both teams to score a rushing touchdown in this game, no, minus 165. So it is heavily implied with these odds that one of these teams is not going to score a rushing touchdown. And this Eagles team has 39 rushing touchdowns on the season, the most for an NFL franchise in a single season ever. They broke a record that was, um, I think, active since like the 1939 Frankfurt Yellow Jackets or some crazy shit. The Eagles have almost 40 rushing touchdowns this year. They have the best damn O-line on the planet. Um, their quarterback alone has like 14 rushing touchdowns this year and is at... Uh, even money to score in this one. You know, Jalen Hurts uh, behind Travis Kelsey at minus 120. Jalen Hurts is the second highest odds to score a touchdown in this game. So I think the Eagles are getting in. And so if the, if the books are implying that one of these teams won't score a touchdown rushing, and we feel pretty good that the Eagles are going to have a rushing touchdown since that's all they fucking do. I took the guessing work out of it here, and I said, you know what? Give me the Chiefs to not have a rushing touchdown this game, plus 125. I really like how the logic kind of worked out on that one. So I feel pretty good about that one, and I don't think that will be a popular bet. If you think about it, how many Joe Schmoes are going to look at their phone and say, what do you mean? The Chiefs, they're such a good offense. They'll have a rushing touchdown. Somebody will get in. That Pacheco guy was on my fantasy team. He's great. You know, I really like the contrarian angle on that one. This next one is pretty self-explanatory, but uh, we can bet on the Eagles team rushing yards. I found a couple different prices. You can get minus 144.5 over minus 110. You can also get over 137.5 at minus 140. So whatever your preference is there, I think the Eagles can definitely put up 150 on the ground in this game. So might as well save yourself the juice and take the 144.5. But, um, yeah, it's, I, I've talked about how good the Eagles are at running the ball, how good our offensive line is. Jalen Hurts, I think, will definitely have multiple um, chances to get loose here. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, looking ahead to our player props episode, I'm going to be on Jalen Hurts over 13.5 for his longest rush attempt. I think Miles Sanders could possibly go over his rushing total. I think it's set at 60.5 really like miles to be able to carve up this Chiefs defense. And then we're deep. Uh, we, we've got three running backs who we like to work. And if we're winning in the second half, there is nothing we like to do more than hand that ball off and let that offensive lock just uh, sand games away for us. I mentioned it with my, my logic on the Eagles' longest drive. Um, and I think it's the same here, you know, possession, ball control, ground and pound, move the chains, work that offensive line. So like that one quite a bit to go over our team rushing line. And then I saved kind of the fun ones for last year, I think. I mean, I think all of these are pretty fun. You know me, but 
Um, we got some shit that I want to get into. Some uh, I got my two long shot bets here at the end that we'll dive into. But I found some stuff on um, fourth down conversions and two-point conversions that I want to throw out in this one. So... Let's start with two-point conversion, not quite as sexy, not quite as confident. Anytime two-point conversion attempt in the game, yes, plus 120. I like that. In the Super Bowl, we see a two-point conversion attempt more often than not. Um, at least that's how it feels. Didn't dive into the numbers there, but I think that in game situations in the Super Bowl, it's more likely that we see one. I also, I've noticed that the Eagles have kind of been setting some weird shit up where they'll score a touchdown and then they'll try and do some weird stuff where they'll maybe send a joker formation out there or they'll line up and try and draw the team off sides to get a, a yard and a half closer to the goal line so that they can maybe run a QB sneak on a two-point conversion. The Eagles have also been running some like uh, phony, um, not phony, but maybe like, what am I looking for here? Um, dummy kind of, uh, uh, punt fake formation, some special team stuff where we're trying, we're trying to show weird looks on film and make the other team on special teams and in situational downs, just say, what the fuck are they trying to, what are they planning for here? What do we have to be ready for here? And I just think that could parlay into this a little bit as far as, you know, maybe we get an extra two-point conversion opportunity that we didn't really see coming in a conventional game script. And then if you really want to get loco on this, you can take a successful two-point conversion attempt at plus 240. Um, I didn't write this down, but let's talk about it anyways. Really fun bet that you have out there is you can bet for an anytime octopus in this game. An octopus is where a player scores a touchdown and the two-point conversion on that. Um, they bo both go to the same player, so they get eight points, eight points, eight legs octopus um, so you can get any player to score an octopus in this game at 14 to 1 odds plus 1400 if you really feel like getting crazy here um, but those are my two-point conversion props and then these ones I'm uh, really looking to get down on I'll probably haven't haven't actually locked many bets in here guys although I will have a handful of these but uh um, these ones I'll definitely be getting down on. I want to talk fourth down conversions because it's something that as an Eagles fan, I've been seeing this team do all year. And I think in the Super Bowl with two capable offenses and two relatively aggressive coaching staffs and two quarterbacks who, you know, Shane Falco style, when the game's on the line, they want the ball in their hands, right? Um, I think that we see a few fourth down conversions here. So what do we got in this one? What do we got? Um... We have total fourth down conversions in the game over one and a half, minus 160. It's a pretty steep price, but I really, I think we hit this easily. I don't think it comes down to fourth quarter desperation mode either. You know, it's funny. Um, I'll give my dad a shout out here because he listens to these episodes. What's up, dad? He, you know, when I brought up that I like these fourth down conversion props, his kind of initial gut was, well, yeah, like depending on, you know, game script right like depending on what happens you know you could definitely get that and for me there isn't really much of a depending on game script in these because the the eagles are ultra aggressive on fourth down and i, I think the chiefs definitely could with the the season on the line i think it's very possible that they do some fourth down shit here too the eagles with that quarterback sneak we've been doing it all year um it's gotten a lot of coverage and then on top of that, like we're going for it, not just in fourth and one situations, but 
We had a fourth and three last week against San Francisco where we threw a fucking 45-yard dart down the field to Devontae Smith. Um, This team is ultra-aggressive. I think the Eagles could convert two fourth downs by themselves in this game. So give me the over on fourth down conversions, one and a half at minus 160. And then, um, again, I just talked about... Just talked about how we're not afraid to go for it on on not just those fourth and one situations with the QB sneak. I found this to be a really interesting prop, and I was really surprised by the price. You can get longest fourth down conversion of the game over two and a half yards at minus 105. Under two and a half is favored at minus 115. I think that's indicative of just like the the kind of surface level thinking of, oh, it'll, it'll be just... QB sneaks. Those will be the only fourth down conversions in the game. I just told you guys, we went for it on a fourth and three in the first quarter of the NFC Championship game last week. First drive of the game, we went for it on a fourth and three. So it's not game script related, really. And I think that getting a fourth down conversion, you're telling me that with two offenses, again, Nick Sirianni is one of these play callers, maybe the most aggressive in the league. And then with Jalen Hurts and Pat Mahomes, these just conversion masters who are able to improvise and extend plays and find guys downfield and make plays with their legs, we're not going to get a fourth down conversion of at least three yards in this game. With the season on the line, say one of these teams is down three points in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter and it's fourth and five, you're not going to go for it. So I like that one quite a bit. And then this one... Really, really juicy. Plus 300 on this one. And the bet is for the Eagles to convert a fourth down in their own territory. I just, you know, mentioned several times why the Eagles love to go for it on fourth down and how aggressive they are. The Eagles called a quarterback sneak on a fourth and one last week in the NFC Championship game from their own 34-yard line, guys, in the third quarter. Like, they're not afraid to do it. If it's a fourth and one and we're outside of our own 30, we're probably going for it, depending on score and time and position. But I think for the Eagles at three to one to get a fourth down conversion in their own territory, you're telling me they don't even, they could be on the fucking 45, 48, 49 yard line. As long as they're on the negative side of the field and they, they convert a fourth down, we're good to go there. So plus 300 odds looks really attractive for that one. So we're down to my final two props here for this episode. And they're both uh, pretty much related here. One uh, a lot more juicy than the other one. But um, a standard here in, in the Super Bowl and a trend that we've seen really hitting at a high rate recently is for the number of players in the Super Bowl to throw a pass over two and a half. You can get this at positive odds, plus 130. All you need is uh, some sort of trick play, you know, Philly special or a double pass or, you know, there's a number of, um, there's just a lot of fucking situations where you have, you know, a wide receiver or running back or even a tight end throwing a pass. And it usually happens in the Super Bowl. These, These two offensive coaching staffs are so creative. And we've even seen non-creative coach. I mean, the Patriots threw a pass to Tom Brady in 2017. That in that that game, we had two non-quarterbacks throw passes. Right? It was what um, the Patriot. If it was either Edelman or Hogan, whoever threw that one, I think it was Hogan. 
And then, uh, yeah, Trey Burton on the Philly special to Nick Foles. That was four people throwing a pass in that one. And we didn't even need a quarterback to get injured. And then you take into account if either QB gets hurt, you automatically win this one as well. So plus 130 for over two and a half players to attempt a pass in the Super Bowl. And then this last one, very similar prop, but a lot of extra juice on top of it. You need a little bit extra to happen, but I thought this was interesting. We got plus 900 odds. Save the juiciest prop for last on this episode. Any player in the game to record a reception, a rushing attempt, and a pass attempt. Kind of fun, right? Plus 900 I mean, that's worth, if you're a guy that bets small amounts, you could still throw five bucks on that to win 45 and have a pretty decent return out of it. Just talking on like a super basic level here, math-wise. To me, there's two players that fit the bill. I don't think anybody on the Eagles does this. The Eagles don't run enough gadget plays, honestly. We're not gimmicky enough. And I think that Sirianni will get creative in this game, but... Double passes and end arounds and shit. Like, you're AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, like, our receivers aren't really involved in the run game. If anybody's going to get an end around, it would be Devontae Smith, I would believe. Um, but I've even seen Zach Paschal get one or two this year, but that I don't, I hope that doesn't happen in the Super Bowl. Anyways, I don't really see um, Devontae having a uh, rushing attempt, and we don't really. I guess just cut the bullshit. I don't see this coming from the Eagles side. I think that there's uh, maybe two players on the uh, Chiefs that you could get this from. I, I think that Kadarius Tony is in play here. Um, I think that he could possibly get an end around and a catch. And he has um, experience throwing the football. He can throw. He's been used in that fashion before. I've heard some rumors that he's, you know, going to be heavily involved in this game plan. I think Kadarius Tony can hit on this. And I think Sky Moore potentially could hit on this as well for the Chiefs. Um, maybe McKinnon? But yeah, I, I actually, I think that one of these two receivers, either Sky Moore or Kadarius Tony for the Chiefs, is going to get at least one rushing attempt. And then if they dial up the double pass for them, I, I think that's how it hits. Definitely not a lock by any means, but plus 900, I felt like that was really fun. Any player to record a rushing attempt, a reception, and a passing attempt in the game. Again, I think Tony's your best bet for that. Sky Moore, um, I'm going to dabble a little bit on him and Tony as far as rushing. I'll uh, tease that a little bit for our player props episode that will be coming out tomorrow. But I actually have a prop on Sky Moore that pays out 150 to 1. And it could... It could hit on one play. All you need is one play for this thing. And it could hit early, first quarter. So a little teaser. I'm not going to give you guys the exact bet here right away. I've done that. I've given you sneak peek bets on the last two episodes. This one, you're getting a tease and you got to come back. So appreciate you guys listening. I tried to get this through this one quickly. Um, hopefully we did all right with that. I'll have to check my timestamp once I clip this section, but uh, that's going to do it guys. I got player props episode coming out. I might give you guys one more on just like general, my final thoughts, narratives, maybe get you guys like any sort of stats that I haven't shit out this week, but I feel like I don't really need to do like a game pick episode because 
I've been picking this game for two weeks now, right? So we'll see, but you will get a player props episode and, and probably one more mini episode before the Super Bowl here. I know it's Thursday, you know, I, I try and get these out quickly, but I do have to, you know, wait until I can accumulate information and final reports and things like that. So we're doing the best we can here, but this has been SGR 115. This is our game props preview. Hope you guys can find some of this shit. Go ahead, DM me on Instagram if you have any trouble finding this stuff or if you just want to talk bets. I have a number of followers that I'm DMing with constantly about bets and picks and stuff. So if you guys ever want to reach out, I'm down to talk chalk. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Go birds and ramble on. Peace out, guys.